In today's solo episode, or solo-sode, as I like to call them, I'd like to help equip you with some pretty powerful gear that will help to uncover unconscious patterns and discover what you're really telling yourself about yourself. I will take you through the process and what is possible for you. This includes big shifts and major transformation. My passion behind these solo-sodes is to provide helpful tools practices, ideas, inspiration in a short and digestible way so that they are easy to fit in but powerful when put into action. Let's jump right in. Oftentimes when I'm sitting with mothers and friends and sisters, we so much want to show or tell the other sister or woman that we're with how worthy they are, how valuable they are, and all these wonderful things that we see in them. But will they see that for themselves? If someone were to say it to us, do we see that for ourselves? Do we really know our worth? Do we really believe in our worth and our value? We can say it, but do we believe it? Do you take it to heart? If you don't, how can you learn to take it to heart? I believe it's a process, a process of uncovering what you really believe about yourself. This means practicing becoming aware. So much of moving and shifting through these, what I would call challenging aspects of our life, is all about practice. And it takes time. So what I do is I try to catch myself talking to myself. So what are you really saying inside? Notice whenever you make a mistake. Now, honestly, I looked up the etymology of the word mistake because it's very fascinating to me how much mystery is actually hidden in these words that we use every day and the ideas that we hold about these words. And it's actually um, like a really bad word, (laughs) mistake. I think about it as a mistake. So... When an actor is acting and they mess up a word or they didn't quite do it the way the director wanted to, it was just a mistake. You get the opportunity to try it again. It doesn't seem so harmless, but I think that the way that we look at mistakes now is like they're a death sentence, like they can't be undone or you know, we try to avoid making them at all costs. And I really don't think that looking at it this way is helpful at all. And so I tried to look up a different word other than mistake, but I could not come up with one. So if you have one, I'd love to hear it. But when you do make a mistake, like you drop a dish or you forget to pull meat out of the freezer to make something for dinner or you know could be even something a little bit bigger maybe you spoke out of anger you know any of these things what did you say to yourself in that moment or what did you say to yourself even moments later or after things calm down I'm going to give a specific example and I'm going to try to follow it through the whole process but you can plug in any particular thing that you know you're speaking to yourself 
So the one I chose is I always mess up. So you make this mistake and then you try to catch yourself and pay attention to what you're telling yourself after that happens. You really want to take on this observer kind of mindset or position when moving through some of these things. I found it really helpful to center in and connect with that observer that isn't attached to any emotion or outcome. It's just that part of you that's able to see everything that's going on without making any judgments or being connected to any emotions. So, oh, I always mess up. Hmm. Okay. Now we have something to work with. Is this true? Do you always mess up? I already know that that's not true. Nobody is messing up a hundred percent of the time. So then is this really your own voice or is it an echo? Are you repeating something that you've heard someone else say about you or to you? A lot of the voices that are inside of our head come from childhood or even later on in adulthood and we just pick up these beliefs. But even those, I think that the root of them is in the things that we were told as children. And this is why I've really worked to become more conscious of the things that I say to my own children because I know that this is what is shaping their ideas of who they are and this isn't to say that I'm trying to be the perfect parent or shield them from ever you know passing on any kind of traumatic experience because I know that that that's not possible and they are going to have to or the choose to hopefully they choose to you know move through those things as adults so this voice could be from a parent in childhood or a teacher in childhood and something that we have to remember too is not to make that parent or teacher or whoever the enemy they're not wrong for having said or done whatever they did because we're all just kind of where we are I'll just give an example so if I as a mother am having a really frustrating day and I say something to my child oh you're so annoying like would you just stop you know bouncing around and being all happy and silly all of the time or something I'm saying that out of my frustration and to the child they're going to take that to heart they're not going to be able to reason oh my you know my mother was was frustrated then and she um you know, said these hurtful things, but didn't mean it. And even if I come back and apologize later, which I think is super helpful, it may already have stuck in there some way. And so really approaching this with love and compassion and forgiveness and grace for yourself and for other people will help you move through these things without creating these other little hooks or hang-ups along the way. While you are doing this internal investigation and you you may find yourself 
siding with this voice that's telling you, I always mess up. And you may respond, well, I do. And here's how. There's this and this and this. I'm always messing up. Consider what this belief about yourself protects you from. If you believe you're always messing up, will you continue to try? Will you take risks? Will you trust the unknown? It may be protecting you from rejection, embarrassment, failure, but at what cost? What is it costing you believing that this is true? Many of us seem to be afraid of our own potential. To me, it's like standing on the edge of a cliff and it's a long way down, but a glorious way up. I feel that drop and, and the tingly pressure that's in my lower belly and my heart starts to beat faster. When we get a sensation of our true potential, it can be scary. We can perceive it as life-threatening and instead of being exhilarating, we end up getting scared or afraid and we step back from the edge and we return to our perceived safety. It's almost as if the suffering is painful, but at least I'm safe. Are you though? So if I always mess up really isn't true, what's the other side? What's on the other side of the chasm? You catch yourself saying this, recognize that it isn't true, Search for ways to prove that it isn't true. Well, always means every single time. I don't mess up every single time. Find ways to prove that it isn't true. I just made a really healthy, nutritious meal and it turned out great. Or I I chose to keep calm, a calm voice earlier instead of yelling. At first, you may have an internal battle break out. Yeah, you kept a calm voice, but then after you lost it and screamed extra loud. Again, remember grace and compassion for yourself during these contemplative times. So you become a more so you become more aware of what you're saying to yourself. You've contemplated if these beliefs about yourself are yours or from someone else's opinions about you. You've considered what they may be protecting you from and what they may be costing you. Some people might suggest that you reframe these thoughts. If we are talking about glasses, a reframe does not address the lenses through which we see and will do little to correct our vision. I'd like to take a moment also to point out that tremendous shifts can happen just by being aware of these thoughts. If you get really good at catching yourself, talking to yourself, You are creating momentum for change. Give yourself credit. This is a huge move. Learning to interpret a pattern or belief opens new avenues of travel. It makes it possible to choose differently. When you lay all your cards on the table, you're able to see exactly what you're working with. You don't have any cards hiding behind other cards. You begin to see what is true and what is a lie to keep you stuck. Within us, we have the capacity to remain in our unconscious patterns or not. The difference is choice. The ball is always in your court. In every moment, we hold the power and magic of choice. 
If I told you what happens from here, it would be my personal experience, which could prove beneficial, but I'd love for your own unique process to unfold. You are now equipped with some very powerful gear. Profound, yes. Simple and easy, not so much. It may seem like it on the surface, and this is where the grace and compassion comes in. Do not underestimate the usefulness and potential of awareness, intention, contemplation, and choice. Big shifts are available to you. Transformation is possible. If you would love to move through this process with a partner, I would love to support you and help guide you through this process. I haven't done it alone myself. Friends and my husband and sometimes even my children, (laughs) unknown to them, have helped me move through this process. And moving through it with somebody who has an outside view and is able to speak things into you or show you things that maybe from your perspective you are unable to see can be so valuable and so helpful. So it's not that you need any help or you need any answers or anything like that because I do believe it's true that we have everything we need within us and we are able to open ourselves up in that channel to receive from guides and divine ways. But I don't believe that we are meant to do things alone. Everything in the universe is in partnership with other things. That's a simple aspect that we can observe in nature. And I observe it in my garden and I observe it in the cycles of life. And it's a beautiful way to connect with others. So if you choose to be in partnership, feel free to reach out. I would love to guide and support you in that way. Thank you so much for listening. And now here's a poem by me. How many dreams crushed by a poorly chosen phrase, red ink across a page. How many childhood moments rushed by impatient hurrying adults demanding immediate results. How many ideas hushed by a mind contracted and tight, convinced they are right. The grace of time whispers, it's never too late. You are responsible. Open the gate. Break down the walls you did not erect, but you allowed to protect. That inner child crushed, rushed, and hushed. Like wild horses without borders to contain, fear runs wild in every direction. But there is treasure for those who are courageous enough to dismantle their inner landscape, strip it down, allow it the freedom to transform, to be the wild heart that calms, whinnies of fear to muffled grunts of peace, magnetizing tranquility. Slow breath in, slow breath out. That inner child, now soothed, approved, and moved. Emotions soothed by a steady inner voice, empowered by choice. Self-approved by acceptance and worth, this new version birthed. Soul moved, inspiration on fire, free to elevate higher.